Welcome to the Sports Forecasters Podcast. Enjoy the show. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this edition of the Sports Forecasters. I'm your host, Nick Alvarez. We're going to get into the NBA playoffs. They're ready to take foot. As of this recording, we still have two playing games yet to go. We have the Cavs versus Hawks, and then we have the Clippers versus the Pelicans. We're going to get into our picks and see what we're looking at for this upcoming series. To start things off, wanted to recap what I said about the playing game on the Monday episode. On the Monday episode, I felt strongly about the Nets beating the Cavs. No surprise there. And then I felt like the Clippers could beat the Timberwolves. And up until the last four, five minutes or so, it looked like the Clippers could or was had the opportunity to seize control of that. But the Timberwolves just aspired above. And so with the Timberwolves winning, the Clippers dropping down the face, the Pelicans, who took care of business against the Spurs, now we're looking at what's going to happen next. Who is going to go where? And like I said before, I see the Clippers winning against the Pelicans, barring any kind of like setback to their big players. Because the Clippers have done a fantastic job of next man up this whole season for them to even be in the play-in tournament quite honestly i'd written them off a long time ago so it'll be interesting to see them on their home court able to respond against on paper equal opponent so i think the clippers should win this and face the suns and we'll get into actual playoff bracket here in just a moment then looking at Cavs and hawks despite who the Cavs may or may not have on the court i just don't think it's going to be enough for the hawks Trey Young for the Hawks has just been the igniter for this team, and this team has, this last month and a half, been on a very good roll and tear, where Cleveland has been meandering. They've been up and down, to say the least. And I just, like I said on Monday, I just don't see the Cavs getting past the Hawks here, and the Hawks will advance to be the eighth seed in the playoffs. Now let's start into our actual playoffs. For our actual playoffs, I'm going to go through the East Series and then the West Series as they currently stand or what I currently believe they will be. Starting off first with the number one seed, the Miami Heat will go against the eighth seed, who I believe will be the Atlanta Hawks. And in this series, I do believe if Atlanta's in this, they can stretch it to six games against the Heat. The Heat have certainly done a better job of being a more consistent unit. Yes, they did have a a run there where things were very questionable. Eric Spolstra and Jimmy Butler famously or infamously arguing with each other on the sideline, having to be separated. But the addition of Kyle Lowry is exactly what they need. They need the stability. They need that leadership. And it's been huge. And letting Hero come off the bench to be one of the best six men in the game, it just looks very good for the Heat. I do think the Hawks will press them in a series, but in the end, I believe Miami wins in six games. Moving on to our next series, where the Boston Celtics versus the seventh seed Brooklyn Nets. And this is the second straight season where they're seeing each other. And it's been a flip from what we had last year. Celtics has been well stated by nearly everyone that covers any kind of sports that they have just been on a tear after their first 50 games. First 50 games, about 500, or in the last 30 so games, just really knocking it out of the park. While the Nets struggled with injuries, struggled with choices and policies, 
and then made a trade to get rid of one of their best scorers simply because they had to get something for Mr. Harden. They had to do something because James Harden has shown when things are tumultuous or he's not happy, I should say, you're not going to get nearly any productivity from him. He is at the point where it's his way or the highway. So when the Nets' hands were forced, they moved on from him. The big thing for Brooklyn coming into the series is how well will they defend? Scoring will not be an issue for Brooklyn. Problem that I have with the Celtics would be the lack of star power because typically speaking, stars will win you a series. Stars can get you through a series. Jason Tames at the top of the Boston Celtic team in terms of scoring, but he has so many contributors that it just seems to be a more well-rounded attack to where the Nets are spearheaded by two individuals who are great, phenomenal Hall of Famers and when their careers decide to be over. What's going to prevail here? Well, I'm seeing this to be a long series. I'm thinking this one's going to be a seven-game series. And with that seven-game series, I'm going to go in Boston's favor. The longer the series is, the worse it is for the Nets. Is it inconceivable for the Nets to win? Absolutely not. I don't feel like there's an issue with that, unlike the Miami series where I would be shocked if they lost that. For this Boston series, it should be a good series matchup, and I believe they'll go seven games, but I believe Boston ends up getting the nod in the end. Moving on to our our number three seed in the Milwaukee Bucks going against the Chicago Bulls. What a second half of the season. The Bulls have had a huge drop-off in terms of what they were able to do, mostly through injuries, mostly through what their issues have been. It's just... DeMar DeRozan looked like he was helping this team find their swagger and do what they needed to. And then just other guys around him started getting hurt, missing a lot of games. And it's just been hard for the Bulls to back in their stride that they started the season with. It would appear that gas ran out for them. And I think going against the Milwaukee Bucks, they're a number three seed, but they very there's a very good I had confidence in the Milwaukee Bucks. They were going to be a number one seed. They fell a bit short. They tied for the second seed, but through tiebreakers, they are the third seed, and it's not going to be good for the Bulls. I think the Bulls have a lot of things they need to fix in the offseason, not macro changes, just micro changes, maybe in fundamentals of the game, getting some key pieces here and there, but ultimately I think the Bucks are just too much for them, and I don't see it being a sweep. I will... I'll give it more of the gentleman sweep treatment and saying the Bucks in five games. Moving on to the Sixers and moving on to the number four seed, Philadelphia 76ers against the Toronto Raptors, who are the number five seed. Philadelphia was finally able to get that Ben Simmons monkey off their back, so to speak. They were able to just deal him away. And so both parties can find peace and move forward. Up to this point, the 76ers have won that trade by getting James Harden, number one, through availability of actually being on the court. Not Ben Simmons' fault. He's hurt. It's just that without him being out there, you can't really declare that the Nets have won this trade in any stretch. But James Harden has given the offensive output that a player like Embiid needs to be even more successful than what he's found up to this point. Toronto has been a very good story of how year after year, no matter who, they've been just moving people around. Um, Kyle Lowry going to the wayside and them trying to make room for Fred Van Vliet, Pascal Siakam. They are an ever-changing team and they are trying to be the most competitive they can be. How he's continuously made them 
contenders. Last season, a bit of a fall off towards the end, but this season it's been really good, especially bringing on Scotty Barnes. And so it'll be interesting to see how the Raptors played. The Raptors' biggest key will be to be pressing the 76ers with minimal turnovers. Could Raptors pull off the upset? There's a possibility, but I just think in this case, the Sixers don't have a superbly deep bench, but I think they have enough role players, and I think they know how to manage their minutes well enough and summon enough of their ability that they can get past Toronto. Toronto will definitely make it an interesting series. I have this one going in six games. Many say seven games. I wouldn't be shocked with that, but I, I think ultimately the 76ers win. So for the first round Eastern Conference playoffs, I have Heat, Bucks, 76ers, and Celtics advancing to the next round. Celtics would be the one series I could see the upset happening, but ultimately I don't think it comes to fruition this year. I think Nets will have to go back to the drawing board and see what they can do while they still have those two star superstars under contract. We're going to go straight through the seeding order. We have the first seed Phoenix Suns going against the number eight seed Los Angeles Clippers is who I think will be there or possibly the New Orleans Pelicans. That will be determined on Friday, the day this episode's released. But ultimately, I don't think it matters who gets there. Ultimately, it doesn't matter who gets there. Ultimately, it doesn't matter who advances as the eighth seed to face the Suns. The Suns are just dominant this year. They have it all together. There's no championship loss hangover being the second place team or the Western Conference hangover. Like, Western Conference hangover, they have just been superbly consistent. And with Chris Paul's return, they've become even more consistent. They have one of the most reliable teams in the NBA in general. They just are rolling. They have home court throughout. There's not a lot that the 8th seed can do. And for me being down on these 8th seeds, it doesn't come without merit, without any statistical number that made me come up with this or anything like that. Because last season, 7th and 8th seeds in the first round of playoffs were 5 for 21 games. So a 23% win percentage. So me giving these teams a game or two here and there isn't absurd, but I just it does not look good for the eighth seed going against the Suns. The merit to it is you did make it to the playoffs. So Suns win in five, give it a gentleman's sweep. I'm not this season I'm not giving anyone a full fledged sweep in the first round. If a sweep is to occur, I would think the number one seeds for either side, east or west, is where it would happen, more likely in the west than the east. But I think the other matchups are good for the teams. Moving on to the number two seed, we have the Memphis Grizzlies, who have had a terrific resurgence this year. I was one that thought that the second half of the season would show more of a lull for them, but the number two seeded Memphis Grizzlies face the Minnesota Timberwolves, the seventh seeded, face the seventh seeded Minnesota Timberwolves. And this is going to be about the Timberwolves having to be offensively efficient to stay in this series, to be competitors in this series, because Memphis is going to be that grindy team, that team that's just going to be in your face. They're going to knock, they're going to be in these knockout dragouts, and they're just going to wear you down. Where the Grizzlies are going to make their bread and butter is in the paint. Timberwolves are a young team 
so their recovery should be good. Their defensive ranking is 28th in the league, leaving them, leaving you to question how well can they actually do with everything. And so I find that I'm giving it a six games because I think Timberwolves at home, it can't be understated how good they played. I overlooked it the first time. I won't make that mistake again. I think they sneak maybe two at home, not in a row, but I think they sneak two at home to extend this game to six games. But I believe the Grizzlies ultimately win. They just have home court. Most of the squad has been in the playoffs last year. Moving on next to the number three seed, Golden State Warriors. Kind of limping into the playoffs, going against the number six seed, Denver Nuggets. A lot of interest here, especially on the injury front. Steph Curry, lots of question marks if he's going to come. The word is that he will. And it's just been one major blow after another. Clay Thompson didn't start the season, then he came back, then Steph went out. Draymond was out during that time, and it's just been for a team that looked like nothing could stop them this year. The injury bug has been a huge concern for them. Not to say the Nuggets are without injuries. They have Jamal Murray, who is completely out, and Michael Porter Jr. We will not see either one of them. So how well Steph Curry can respond from being back from an injury and how well he can do is going to be the huge key factor to what the Warriors' success or lack of success will be. Draymond isn't quite what he was before, but the team is extremely deep. You feel good about them. However, I do think that the Nuggets are going to capitalize on the time that the Warriors have had apart. You've had Clay Thompson, who hasn't played two years with the team, and they've only shared around 11 minutes with each other. I think this is going to be one of my upsets here. I have the Denver Nuggets winning this series in seven, especially if Steph's out. I feel extremely good about that. If Steph comes back right away, then I might be reevaluating it. But as of today, as of the information I have right now, I think Jokic and the Nuggets get it done against Golden State. They've beaten them three out of the four matchups, so they don't have the issue of being worried about them as much as the Warriors are not as scary as they used to be because of the lack of star power they've had. The stars coming back may be a good sign, but how good of shape are they in? How ready are they? So I have Golden State losing this in seven games where the Denver Nuggets will advance. So Denver wins in seven. Moving on to the number four matchup, we have the Dallas Mavericks, who have had quite the season, a surprising season, going against the number five seed, Utah Jazz. The Mavericks, who have been similar to the Boston Celtics, been on a very good stretch here these last few games leading into this, where the Jazz have been similar to the Bulls, and they've been dropping a few games here these last few weeks, and there's been some animosity amongst the Jazz players, uh, notably their stars, but things can get chippy when things aren't going right, when you're losing quite a few games down the stretch, when you're losing seven out of your last 11. People aren't going to be happy, especially when you believe you're better. For the Mavs and Jazz, Luka's injury is a huge problem and advantage Utah absolutely has to take care of. The Mavericks have done a great job of putting pieces around them that complement Luka and help him flourish. And when your star flourishes, as you can see, the team has great success in working their way up to a four seed. Where the Jazz with the dissension, supposed dissension, I should say, amongst Gobert and Mitchell, the hope is as veterans, as longtime teammates, they find a way to put that aside, bury the hatchet and 
get to business, especially if they smell blood in the water with Luca being out. I think the Jazz can take advantage of this series and win this one in six games. So for the West, I have the Suns winning their first round. I have the Warriors losing to the Nuggets in seven games. Then I have the Jazz beating the Mavericks in six, and then the Grizzlies winning theirs in six over the Timberwolves. So right now, for the East and Western Conference first round, pretty well chalked. The next round is where I start seeing a lot more shifting, but going into this, I do have the Nuggets most notably being the biggest upset on my docket as of right now. Big question mark going into this series, just like any series, any major sports, is who is the healthiest team? And when you have question marks with some of your biggest stars, as in the Golden State Warriors and Dallas Mavericks, it creates uneasiness of being sure that you're going to be able to win. With them being lower body injuries, that's even more discouraging to try to be in the favor of that team. We'll see how those playoffs get underway with this episode coming out on Friday. There'll be a few hours before the first few games get started at 1 o'clock on Saturday. I do promise that we will get to the MLB projections. Just Tyler and I, our schedules haven't connected as well. Me in the midst of track season and trying to be there for all the meets. And then Tyler being a family man as well. It just kind of makes our schedules a little hard. But we will get that out here sooner than later. Fortunately, with 162 games, you have plenty of time to make those picks and not look like you just picked them at the last second. So we'll definitely get that out as soon as we can. Hopefully before the Easter holiday. If not, you'll hear it next week. Thank you so much for listening to the Sports Forecasters. I'm your host, Nick Alvarez. I appreciate you tuning in today. We'll see you next time.